I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. Still thinking of pocket money, but have you ever had bad memories of your first big-time job? I certainly do. Fred, whom I mentioned before, began his night job as a worker at a local drive-in movie. He worked in the concession stand, which I'm sure most of you know becomes very busy on those intermissions. You know, time out between movies where it seems hundreds of viewers exit their automobiles and race to load up on malted milk balls and mounds, candy bars, cold drinks, hot dogs. There were no hamburgers to speak of in those days. And that famous popcorn. Fred wanted to do me a favor and get me a job there. He had a car he could pick me up with, bring me to and from work. Uh, That is, when... The drive shaft didn't decide to fall off in the middle of the road now and then. He would coast to the side of the road, get out, run back, retrieve the drive shaft, crawl under the car, and reattach the part, and off we'd go again. I never knew how he reattached it so quickly, but, you know, they do say practice makes perfect, and he had plenty of practice. Fred somehow convinced his boss to give me a try. That first evening, we showed up on time, no drive shaft problem. And then things seemed to go smooth for me until the popcorn hit the fan. Uh, I want to keep this story clean. The boss called out to all the workers to get ready. Intermission would soon start and all personnel get to your post and be ready. Remembering that he had a new person, me, he instructed me to man the popcorn machine. This wasn't all that complicated, I thought. The popcorn boxes came in cardboard cartons, and I only had to take a few out and unfold them to be filled. Making popcorn wasn't all that complicated either, at least you would think. A measured amount of popcorn, butter in the popper, along with a measured amount of popcorn. And with a few minutes, there came this delicious buttered popcorn overflowing into the large glass cabinet uh, to be boxed and sold to the customer. There was only one major detail that wasn't mentioned to me uh, when to stop making popcorn. To me, it looked like the 1st U.S. Army Division of Hungry Souls came bursting into the door. I popped corn as though there would be no tomorrow, so much that I didn't know where to stack all the filled boxes, and even the excess popcorn in the glass cabinet popper began to fall towards me like an avalanche in the French Alps. The boss must have had some inkling that there was something strangely wrong, for he turned to me, 
saw the trouble I was in and shouted to stop what I was doing. Stop the popcorn machine. To quote an old radio personality at that time, what a revolting development this is, I thought. I've never been so embarrassed in my whole professional career. And that was my first instance of a professional career. Well, that night, Fred drove me home in silence. And of course, as you can guess, I never returned. I couldn't show face. Fred told me later that I'd popped so much popcorn that the boss had to try to sell all those boxes but couldn't. I believe that I had popped so much corn we could have paved almost every street in my hometown with them. Yeah, Fred, poor Fred, he had to face the boss the next night. And he was given the worst jobs for the next few weeks for recommending me. Sincerely, Tom. Oh, P.S. I still love my popcorn. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.